Just a minute. I'll be with you shortly. Hang on for just a moment. Shouldn't be too much longer now. One more second. Just about there. Almost now. Could be any minute. Wait for it. Wait for it right about now. Helping you grow deeper on your spiritual journey. Welcome to The Inner Life with Patrick Conley. Welcome to The Inner Life. We come together at 11 a.m. Central every day to encourage and inspire one another to continuing the journey with Jesus today. And I am your host, Patrick Conley. Yeah, we've all heard those phrases before, right? Waiting. Even with the manifold ways that technology has developed, seems like waiting continues to be a fact of life. Whether it's being on hold, waiting to talk to an actual real person, or being held up in traffic, we are forced into waiting for something each and every day of our lives. But come to think of it, maybe that's not such a bad thing. Maybe waiting is something not only God allowed, but God God ordained. Could it be that being forced to wait is something that's actually good for my soul, that actually helps me become more Christ-like? Well, if so, then I suppose the problem with waiting is not the actual waiting, but it's my attitude toward the waiting. In a word, it's my own impatience. I would imagine I'm as much shaped by the societal norm of immediate gratification as the next person, and I doubt that's done what little patience I have any favors, but maybe, just maybe, there's an attitudinal shift that I, with God's help, can adopt so that I see waiting more as a gift, so I can see the riches of patience. Patience, indeed, is our topic on the show today. Let's say hello to our spiritual director for the hour. Joining us is Father John Paul Erickson. Father Erickson is the pastor of Transfiguration Catholic Church in Oakdale, Minnesota, in the Archdiocese of St. Paul and Minneapolis. Father Erickson, always good to be speaking with you. Good morning. Mr. Connolly, great to be with you. Uh, Eager to speak about this important topic that I grapple with as much as anybody else. So I'm right (laughs) with you and your struggles, and uh, we'll figure this out together. Yes. All right. Let's do this, just that. Well, um, am I onto something there, Father? Is is waiting actually something you think that that God actually desires for us, yeah, his sons and daughters? A thousand, a thousand percent. In fact, I was just reflecting upon this recently from the pulpit. You know, we hear a lot about, excuse me, the prophet Isaiah in the in the this holy season of Advent, and in doing a little bit of research, I ain't no scripture scholar, but but in doing a little bit of research. It's my understanding that, you know, the, the, the book of the prophet Isaiah, which was probably certainly a number of different authors, a composite book, was composed 800 to 600 years before the coming of Jesus. 800 to 600 years before the coming of Jesus. And here we have in the, the prophet Isaiah speaking about the suffering servant, speaking about the coming of the Messiah, the peaceable kingdom. And the Jewish people got to wait for 800 to 600 years. Yeah. Uh, we think about the, the time of the Israelites and their, their slavery. What was it, 400, 300, 500 years in slavery after Joseph dies and, and Pharaoh decides that he doesn't like the, the Jews anymore? Uh, these are people that, that have had to wait for a long, long time. And so, too, with us, you know, in the beginning years of the Church, and you see this in the writings of St. Paul, St. Paul, when he first converted, expected Jesus to come back literally any week. 
Jesus is going to come back literally in a week. Don't get married, you know, uh, sell your possessions and live like Jesus is coming back because he is. A week goes into a month. A month goes into a year. And finally, St. Paul is speaking about, you know what? Just live your life day to day. Jesus will come when he wants to come. And here we are 2,000 years later, still waiting for the return of the king. The point of all that is that in Scripture itself, we hear over and over and over again that the, the Lord's timing is different than our own. And uh, we have to constantly remember that and constantly strive to, if, if you allow the expression, lean into that. The Lord yeah. is doing something in the waiting, and the season of Advent's a, a, a good a time as any to think about this constant refrain of Scripture. The Lord is on His way. The Lord is on His way. He is working. Stay tuned and stay patient. Yeah, yeah. Well, as you were saying that, Father, I mean, it draws to mind St. Peter's reminder in his second letter that, uh, do not be ignorant of this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years and a yeah. thousand years as one day. The Lord, it, it, this is what he says. He says, the Lord is not slow about his promise, to, as some count slowness, but is forbearing toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. So uh, definitely our definitely our model in all of this is our Lord himself, that he is the, he is the paragon of patience, yeah? Amen, amen. Over and over again, the saints, uh, most notably, you know, looking at some quotes here in preparation for today, St. Thomas Aquinas says, you know, that the, the, the fundamental image of patience is the cross, that Jesus Christ endures this great injustice, uh, silent as a lamb, and he endures it, and he endures, you know, his three years of earthly ministry, he endures rejection, he endures the jeers of the crowd, um, all for the sake of love, all for the sake of waiting for us. So absolutely, we look to the Lord himself, Jesus, the Father, the Holy Spirit himself, who, who my goodness, is so patient with us, given to us in his fullness and confirmation, and yet we are so obstinate. Uh, These three persons who are one are so patient with us, we must strive and struggle to be patient as they are for the sake of love. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, that's that's reason enough right there, uh, certainly. But as we continue to explore that today, Father, I think it's worth asking. So, why are we so short on it? I mean, I I don't know. I don't think I know anyone who doesn't struggle with this to some degree. To struggle with being patient, you know, that struggle with waiting and maintaining one's calm, one's demeanor, even if they don't outwardly express it. Sometimes it, you start to realize that nah, they're kind of simmering away underneath the surface there as well. So why? Why why is it so hard to be patient? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the simple answer is, brother, our father Adam. What I mean by that is because we are sons and daughters of Adam and Eve, we struggle with the fall. And one of yeah. the one of the places we encounter that most strongly is in the passions. And when we're talking about the virtue of patience, and it's a virtue, we're dealing with the passions, things such as anger or sadness, you know, these, these emotional states that are profoundly physical things, they're affected. And, and we don't respond emotionally oftentimes to, to, the, to the data that we, in, a, in the way that we should. So we're, yeah. we're already beginning the race late, you know, in the sense that we're, we're dealing with the deficiency within ourselves that it's difficult to control our emotions, it's difficult to control our passions. We also, you brought this up in your opening comments, you know, I think our struggle with patience these days is also truly aggravated and exacerbated by the modern conveniences of life. We don't have to wait for hardly anything, hardly yeah. anything. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's just... 
on the one hand, if, you know, I'm not a Luddite. I'm not suggesting we go back to, a, to an era of the past in complete darkness. But there are consequences. There's no free lunches, including in the progress of, of civilization. And one of the prices you pay for things being so convenient is we have grown in impatience. I see this in my students, my middle school students, I see, who, who have read, you know, they've grown up with cell phones and with apps. I see this in myself. And in in how how upset I get, my gosh, when I have to wait for five minutes for my for my streaming device to get reset, you yeah, know, uh, right. it's it's a real problem. And it is I I hope I'm not just old man shouting at the sky here, but I, it's 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 worse now than it was before because of modern amenities. I believe that to be the case. But the more fundamental issue is what I said in the beginning. Why do we struggle, Patrick? Because we are affected by the fall, because yeah. we are sons and daughters of Adam and Eve, and we have to fight. We have to fight against the passions to be patient. Yeah. Well, patience is our topic here on the show today with our spiritual director, Father John Paul Erickson. Have you practiced patience? Do you practice patience well? Do you struggle with it like many of the rest of us do? Do you find yourself impatient maybe with your coworkers, with your spouse, with your kids? Do you struggle to be patient with yourself? And uh, are you patient in your own spiritual and personal growth? Give us a call. Join the conversation. We'd love to hear from you on our toll-free studio line, 888-914-9149. That line is sponsored by the Catholic Order of Foresters. Again, the number is 888-914-9149. You can send us an email, though, if you prefer, at innerlifeatrelevantradio.com. And please be patient. We will answer your <laughs> call in the order that it was nice received. Work, is that it? Nice. Is that the one? Yes. Yeah, very good. <laughs> well, well, Father, of course, one of the things that just redounds through my mind, resounds and redounds through my mind as I'm preparing pretty much for each and every confession that I go to and an examination of conscience, and this comes up, my impatience comes up, is 1 Corinthians 13. I mean, Paul says, St. Paul, mm-hmm. the beloved St. Paul, right out of the gate, love is patient. Mm-hmm. And that's that's hard to hear, but at the same time, I mean, this gets back to what you were saying before that love itself, and this is not just, it is the divine love, but it is a divine love that is made accessible to us, right? We can we can manifest and we can actually love with this patient love. Amen, amen. I, that's exactly right. And I think, you know, as we explore this beautiful expression and that beautiful litany describing what agapic love is, that is God-like love, and, and speaking of love as patient, you know, we have to, first of all, I think that's connected to the fact that we recognize the other person is one like ourselves. They are not, uh, you know, they're, they're not created to be our adversary. They're not created to be a source of aggravation for us. They are created to be looked upon and to be loved, to be an instrument of God's presence, an opportunity for service of, of laying down our life for them. Every human being is is an opportunity to be like Christ because we have to love in the concrete fleshiness of our lives. When we encounter someone who is unkind to us or who demands patience from us, uh, that's an opportunity to grow in virtue and to grow in, in similarity to Jesus. I think it's also the case, too, that you know, when we love someone uh, or something, we want to be better for them. And this not only applies to our spouse or to our kids or to our parents. As Christians, we're, we're, we're commanded, and let me repeat that, we are commanded to love everyone. And therefore, we must strive to be better for everyone. And part of that being better is I'm a person of greater self-control. I'm a person who is who is better 
who, who has a better handle, and that, that, that expression is used quite deliberately, we have a better handle on ourselves so that we can give ourselves more readily to the other. The person who is ruled by their passions is unable to give themselves as a gift to another. In other words, they're unable to truly love. They're unable to lay down their life. Um, so that beautiful focus, uh, bringing us to that First Corinthians passage, love is patient. I always like to you know, when, when that reading comes up in weddings, and as, as you might imagine, it comes up quite frequently, sure. I like to remind the couple that you can substitute that word love with Jesus. Jesus is patient. Jesus is kind. Jesus is not jealous. Jesus is not boastful. And that just gets back to the previous point. Our model for patience is Jesus. So if everything else fails, you know, if we, if, if we find ourselves in a situation where this, this person is bringing me to the absolute limit of my, of my abilities to control myself, let us remember Jesus and let us pray for the grace to respond in gratitude to him and his patience with us and all that he has given to us and to, to say yes to his invitation to love like him. Look to Jesus, look to the crucifix and seek to love like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, indeed. Well, and that's one of the ways in which we have to fight. You mentioned that before, Father. We have to fight against our own sinful inclinations, our own concupiscence, our own uh, inheriting the the sin of our of our father Adam, and that sort of thing. And uh, how do we? Are, well, let's get into it now. Although I'm sure that we'll unpack many ways over the course of this hour. But how do we begin that fight? I mean, because for for some things, and maybe it's particular situations, or as you were just indicating, Father, particular people who tend to set me on edge. You mentioned, you know, your streaming device, for example, you know, yeah. to reboot or reset. <laughs> for me, it's it's something, if I get something that I need to say, it's technology related. If I get something I need to print and I need to have it, you know, now in preparation yep. for the show, let's say, right? And it's the printer is not working. Oh my goodness. I just watch I just yep. about lose it. Yeah. So, um, So fighting that, where do we begin with that? Yeah, I want to begin with with a very important principle, and this is true for in, in many areas of the spiritual life. Grace builds on nature. Grace builds on nature. Certainly, we must pray for patience, of course. Very important. The saints tell us that all the time. But again, if if indeed it is the case, and I think it is, that impatience is is a passion. It's it's an experience of frustration. It's an experience of sadness and of again, oftentimes of anger in the face of some good that we can't have when we want it. Uh, if it is in fact a passion, in included in the remedy for it for getting better, is it must include physical means. And so things like balance of life, things like sleep, exercise, good nutrition. I know this can sound you know kind of kind of distant from the conversation but my goodness it is not it is not wow. examine our own lives when are we most impatient when we have the least sleep when we're stressed out when we're when you know we're not providing the body its legitimate needs um that's so important and another thing too i think patrick and this is this is more on the natural level than, than yeah. the supernatural level sure. the natural level is when we're experiencing impatience it's important if we can, and I recognize we get worked up and sometimes the train has already left the station, but if you can take a breath, take a step back and say, why am I getting so upset? Is this rational? Is this rational? I remember a couple of months ago, I was coming from another appointment and I, I was, I was late to a school mass coming to coming back to the church here. And I was behind a dump truck on the roadways 
And I was getting so upset with this dump truck driver. You know, can't you drive faster? Can't you drive faster? And then at a stoplight, I just thought to myself, Erickson, you are being absurd. This dump truck driver has no intention of aggravating your life, you know. He probably can't even get the thing to move faster than 40 miles an hour. Uh, and and to, so to kind of check yourself and to ask yourself, am I getting upset for a legitimate reason? Because there are, Patrick, there are there are times and places where it's legitimate and indeed laudatory to get upset. You know, in the face of real injustice, anger is no sin. The problem is, is that so oftentimes we get upset with stuff that, it's, you know, it's right. absurd. It's, it's yeah, crazy. It's not it's real crazy. injustice, right? Yeah. Precisely. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then I, just a couple more real quick points. Yeah, sure. You know, I think, I think we have to prepare. If, if we're aware that we are, if we're going to encounter someone that we know really gets our goat, or as I like to say, gets, gets my Irish up, if we really know that, let's prepare for it. And let's, let's examine, why does this person upset me so much? Oftentimes, I would suspect it's going to be people in your own family. Uh, it's our people in our own family that we deal with every day, that knows our baggage, that's going to know all the buttons to push, even if they don't intend it. And let's examine that in our hearts. Uh, and then let's let's prepare for it mentally. Ask the Lord, Lord, please give me the grace not to be drawn into a heated conversation. Please give me the grace just to let things go. Please give me the grace to be gracious to them as I know I'm called to be. All of those things, preparation, preparation matters. Finally, I promise you, finally, small penances every day, small denials of self uh, to strengthen the will to choose to choose things that we don't like to choose so that when the emotions flare up in a moment of, of aggravation, in a moment of having to wait, like for Father Erickson to stop talking, we actually can exert the will to say to ourselves, no, I'm, I'm not going to let this anger overtake me. I will choose to wait as I need to wait right now, as the Lord himself has allowed me to wait right now. So all those things I would offer, and just an emphasis on the natural means. We can so easily spiritualize these sorts of struggles. It's not just spiritual, brothers and sisters. This is a physical, physiological phenomenon in patients, and we have to deal with physical, physiological solutions, not just spiritual ones. Our spiritual director today is Father John Paul Erickson. We're talking about patience on the show today. If you find yourself lacking in patience, maybe in specific relationships and specific situations, and you have questions about how to improve in that, give us a call at 888-914-9149. Maybe you have some tips on how you can, you yourself have grown in patience and how you can share with us too that we can grow in patience as well. Again, our number is 888-914-9149, or you can send us an email, innerlife at relevantradio.com. If you will be patient with us, we're going to take a short break, but we'll be back with more of the conversation on patience here on The Inner Life right after this. Stay with us. Thanks to our sponsor, the University of Dallas, the Catholic University for Independent Thinkers. UD's rigorous liberal arts education forms the mind and nourishes the soul to produce graduates who renew our culture. Find out more and access a free guide on choosing a college at relevantradio.com slash udallas.
Welcome back to the Inner Life on Relevant Radio, relevantradio.com and the Relevant Radio app. And back for the holiday is a Relevant Radio fan favorite that is going on right now. The Merry Beggars are presenting Charles Dickens' The Christmas Carol for the second year in a row to guide your Advent journey. True to the original text, this updated audio Advent calendar lets you jump straight into the action of this wholesome, intriguing, and delightful classic. So you can subscribe today to receive daily episodes for free at adventwithscrooge.com. That's adventwithscrooge.com. And since it is Advent, Father, and we are talking about patience here on the show today, certainly waiting is something that is, uh, yeah, kind of inherent in this season that we that we currently face, to be sure. And so wondering, too, if this might be a good time. You were talking before the break about these small penances to maybe impose a few of these small penances on ourselves to help us grow in patience. I think so. I absolutely think so. I, I, this great season of waiting would be a wonderful time to choose I mean, let's let's go kind of extreme here, and I recognize not everybody could do this right away. I'm not trying to be silly there. I I think it is the case that we become so attached to our to our media. Maybe you consider a couple of hours on Fridays in the season of Advent, with the exception being tomorrow. Tomorrow is a major solemnity, so don't give up something tomorrow. But yeah. some day during the week, you set aside your phone for a couple of hours, and you choose not to look at your social media, and you choose not to send text messages. And obviously, it's accessible if somebody's got to get in touch with you. Uh, but you set it aside. I think that'd be a marvelous, marvelous way to to, to stretch ourselves. I think about um, you know even and and this is something I grapple with a lot when I get into my car. You know, the immediate desire to turn on the radio, immediate. I, I want I want noise right away. And this is this would be a wonderful season in which we strive to to fight against that tendency and to to pull back and to try to wait for God to speak in the silence. Final suggestion in terms of, you know, kind of a penance. It, it's it's an act of mercy, but it still still could be very penitential, excuse me. And that is maybe we write an actual letter to somebody, like actually put pen to paper. And the reason why I connect this to patience is because this takes effort. It's it requires more time than than hashing out an email. Uh, and it requires, you know, it requires the, some physical, even some physical exertion. Um, and there, there's, there's a, but there's such a beauty to that and consider not just sending someone a, a postcard of Advent or a postcard of Christmas, but maybe you pick four or five people in your family or friends that, you know, you want to write a real letter to. I think as, as simple as that exercise could be, I think yeah. writing like reading it is a real exercise in patience in a way that being immediately impacted by a screenshot or by a, you know, by, by a video that, that, that doesn't require as much patience. That's, that's slam, bam, your emotions are told what to feel right away. But when you're reading, when you're writing, there's a slowing down inside that I think could be very, very helpful. So absolutely. I think the, the penitential quality of Advent is not emphasized enough. Lent is clearly penitential, but Holy Mother Church also indicates that Advent is also meant to be penitential too, and not in the same degree as Lent, uh, but it's certainly part of Advent, the waiting, and um, all these are, are places and times in which, you, we, in which we can grow in patience and waiting for the process, waiting for the Lord, um, waiting for ourselves to kind of calm down, all would be a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Well, when you were mentioning that about getting in the car and uh, just immediately fighting the urge maybe to turn on the radio, I mean, I I know 
So, you know, asking for a friend type of thing here, I'm sure that there are folks who, who get in, get home from work, say, and the first thing that they do is they go and say, okay, I think I'm going to turn on Netflix or, you know, yep, yep there you go. <laughs> wow. Golly, Nick, nice Thank move, you. Man. Yes. Nice, wow. Nick. Thank you very much for that. Yes, exactly. I mean, it's like that sound is just drawing <laughs> us in. And then if we happen to encounter the spinning wheel of death or something, you know, yes. there's problems with the network. So maybe it is, maybe it is a season to uh, maybe get home and seek to do something else. Here's a radical idea. How about like even turning off our wireless router for an hour? Patrick, don't get crazy. Come on, man. You're you're getting crazy here. You are getting crazy. Well, maybe so, but I need to grow in patience pretty, uh, pretty severely here. So yeah, I just too. want to make me sure too. that, yeah, yeah, that we're all, we're all doing the right thing and and understanding that that's true. And uh, yeah, well, we're talking about patience here on the show today and how to grow in patience and how to how to uh, yeah make sure that our lives are saturated with the understanding of how God is uses the time that we wait to draw us closer to Himself, to Our Lady, to His Church and how we might become more and more Christ-like in the times of waiting. If you have ways that you would like to share on how to grow in patience, or if you have questions about how to grow in patience, give us a call, 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. Up next on the phones, let's uh, go to Paula calling in from California. Paula, thank you for calling in. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Um, you have nailed a very, very... Uh, um, hot topic for me because I've always known to be <laughs> impatient. And I, I'm i retired now, which I did not want to do, 43 years a nurse, and mm-hmm. my biggest concern was Medicare and Social Security. So oh, boy. Yeah. Through. And um, also when you're paying your bills and uh, you get the recordings, and the recordings don't get you where you want to go and you can't talk to a human being, the next thing I know, I'm screaming at the telephone. Uh, my, I, I know my blood pressure's ratcheted up. Or I get a foreign country. I don't want to talk to the Philippines. I don't want to talk to South America. And then you ask for the United States. Oh, we can't give you that. So by this time, I am so out of control. Yeah. And it hasn't seemed to lessen. And I'm really trying to do deep breathing and the whole thing, to, but it's just one of those things that aggravates the living daylights out of me. Yeah, Paula, I'm sure as, you, as you're describing these these small crucifixions, many, many people are nodding their head in agreement, and uh, you're not alone. You know, it reminds me, St. Paul himself, your your namesake, St. Paul speaks in his, in his epistles about asking the Lord to remove a, a particular thorn in his side several times, and God tells him every time, no, my grace is sufficient for you. Tradition doesn't know what that thorn was, but it's an interesting reminder that sometimes the Lord simply allows struggles in our life to keep us coming back to him and to keep us humble and to remind us that we are not perhaps as advanced as we, as we think we are. It, it is the case that for some people, the struggle with patience is going to be harder than for others. That's just the case. That We have different personalities. We have different uh, wounds. And perhaps for you, Paula, perhaps, you know, the, the struggle with impatience is something you have to battle with every day. And it's something which the Lord wants to use to make you rely more readily upon Him, to remind you of your need for compassion towards others, uh, to make you, you know, continue to, to, to grow in self-knowledge. So continue to fight against it. Continue to pray for that grace. Continue to have those deep breathing exercises, which I think is great. And uh, 
you know, persevere. Uh, the Lord is at work, even even when we feel as though our advancement is not taking place as quickly as we'd like it to be. Uh, he is at work. So, um, again, thank you for sharing a very common experience, and uh, God bless you in your struggle. <laughs> yeah, Paula, thank you for the thank you for the phone call. Thank you for your honesty, and uh, I'm I'm absolutely positive that you are not alone on some of those sentiments. <laughs> so, I appreciate that. We're talking about patience on the show today, and uh, with our spiritual director, Father John Paul Erickson, ways to grow in patience. If you have ways or stories about how you have grown in patience and would like to share those with us, our number is triple eight nine one four nine one four nine. Let's go now to Larry calling in from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Larry, good morning. Welcome to the Inner Life. Good morning. Thank you very much. I just wanted Hi, to share with you and the listeners, I have kind of an odd way of uh, dealing with traffic. I'm usually in a hurry everywhere I go and very frustrated with everyone around me. But whenever I get stuck in really tight traffic, I realize that somebody up ahead of me has had or is having the worst day of their life, potentially. And yeah. if I would have just gotten 10 or 15 minutes ahead of that, that could have been me. So there's times I look at all of these things that teach us patience as God's way of keeping us out of harm's way. It's a wonderful reflection, Larry. Thank you. And I applaud you. I think that's a wonderful habit of mine to go to. And I've, I've thought of that occasionally myself, probably not as frequently as you have. And uh, I applaud you for that. It is very important, uh, especially on the roadways. Yeah, we never know. And, and we never know what people are going through or what's up ahead or, or this delay, as you mentioned, could be some terrible accident or, or dashing off to the hospital to see their child. You know, how often we're, we're cut in traffic and it's so easy to think this person just being a jerk, just being a complete self-centered jerk. But in fact, it could be, it could very well be that, as you say, the person's having the worst day of their life and they are in need of prayer. And it's a great reflection, great reminder, one that I need as much as anybody. Mm. Larry, thanks. Thanks for that. Excellent suggestion, indeed, and uh, something that I'll try to bear in mind, too, next time I'm caught up in traffic. So I appreciate that, Larry. Thank you so much. Let's go now to Jose calling in from Artesia, New Mexico. Jose, welcome to The Inner Life. I want to share... I am known for my patience. Even as a child growing up, growing up, I was very patient. And my tío Tomás used to talk about me, saying, "No, este taparascaste tiene paciencia. This kid has patience even to get, scratch his own itch." <laughs> anyway, and and so anyway, I I'm 91 years old now, and I'm, wow. I'm still known for my patience. And. Uh, uh, Anyway, I wanted to share that uh, at one time, two of our kids were really trying our patience. And my wife would say, when are you going to take care of that? And I would tell her, give them enough rope. They'll hang themselves. And so anyway, and she'd say, my patience is this, my patience is this long. And so eventually they, they tried our, my patience so much that I had to take care of it. You know, and so, um, uh, as I said, I'm known for my patience. If I go to a doctor's appointment, I'm, I, I use a walker. I'm 91 years old. I carry reading materials with me, and I just sit there and read if I have to wait. Yeah, that's great, Jose. That's great. No, I, I first of all, it, it, 
I, it sounds like you might have to provide some counseling to people at 91 years old. And patient I guess so. Still, that's a, that's, that's a, that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And yeah, as I, as I mentioned on the call with Paula, I, I, I do think that for some people, patience is easier than for others and praise God, Jose, in, in your particular case, the Lord has blessed you with that. And that's a beautiful thing. And, and it's a wonderful witness. The Lord can use our natural gifts and talents and tendencies and personality, um, uh, for the benefit of others, so I'm uh, I'm very grateful. And uh, say a say a prayer for those of us who are who are less patient than you, my man. Yeah, yeah, Jose. Thank you for the call. Thank you for your testimony. Well, on being patient and how that's paid off for you in 91 years of life. Congratulations to you, and God bless you at 91 years old. Thanks for calling into the inner life. We're really grateful that you did so. And Father, I mean, what it just spurs in my mind is that. Um, yeah, what you were saying before, that for some, patience is more of a struggle. For some, it comes more easily, more naturally, as it were. And for others, we need to really fight. It really needs to be something that our will, our intention is focused on. Yeah, you know, one of my favorite spiritual books is Lorenzo, uh, Lorenzo Scapoli's The Spiritual Combat. Mm. And one of the, the tactics that he provides, which I think is so wise, is to really focus on particular struggles kind of one at a time. Now, obviously, we have to be good all the time, of course, but we've all got kind of our favorites, or you might say our particular struggles that we really grapple with. And for many people, it's one of them is going to be impatience. And with that in mind, I think it would be worthwhile at certain points throughout the year, and certainly Advent would be one of those times in which we quite explicitly try to drill down into our struggle with impatience. And that's through some of the very things we've been mentioning before. Um, and But to acknowledge, this is something which I really grapple with. And, and honestly, not everybody does to the same degree, and that's okay. Uh, other people have other particular struggles. But if this is one of them that you grapple with, then I, I would encourage you during this Advent season to really focus on it and to drill down deep and to, tr- and, and to analyze. You know, part of, part of growth and virtue is self-knowledge. Yeah. Analyze one of those situations in your life when you are most prone to impatience. Do you see any patterns there? Do you see any 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 anything that it, that is consistent whenever this is a particular struggle for you? Again, let me just go back to balance of life when that's out of whack. Let me just go back to you know, is it when I'm driving? Is it when I'm I'm in the face with your technological situation? You know, when when is it that I'm most going to be stretched? And try to drill down. Why is it that this is so bothersome to me? Why? And try to figure that out with God's grace. And even maybe talk, talk to other people. You know, other, uh, our family members and our loved ones, you know, they're oftentimes pretty good analyzers of our behavior, too. And sometimes we can ask them, you know, we, we might even share with them, for example, boy, I think I'm a pretty patient person. And the response of our spouse may, res- may, may rather surprise us, you know. <laughs> I beg to differ, dear. You, you are not terribly patient. And to be open to that feedback and to yeah. say, well, you know, what do you see? When, when do you see me getting yeah. most upset? That exactly. can be helpful. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking, Father, when you said that, is that it, it's it's a brave question to ask, but it might be <laughs> worth having the, having the conversation, right, and saying, when, 
when do you see that I am the least patient and, uh, and yep. then to be open to hear it? Because, yeah, that's part of that analysis, that, that self-knowledge that would be so helpful, especially during this Advent season. Our spiritual director today is Father John Paul Erickson. We're talking about patience here on the program. If you have tips on how to grow in patience or questions about how to grow in patience, give us a call at 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149, or send us an email, innerlife at relevantradio.com. We're going to take our next break, but we'll be back with more of the conversation right after this. Stay with us. Thanks to our sponsor, the University of Dallas, the Catholic University for Independent Thinkers. UD's rigorous liberal arts education forms the mind and nourishes the soul to produce graduates who renew our culture. Find out more and access a free guide on choosing a college at relevantradio.com slash udallas. Wait a little longer, please, Jesus. There are so many wandering out in sin. <laughs> Indeed. Wait a little longer, please, Jesus, as there are many still wandering around in sin. So we are talking about patience today here on the program, knowing that the patience that we embody and are able to to manifest and muster up in our own lives with the help of God's grace, of course, is reflective of God, who is our ultimate model of patience for us. Our spiritual director today is Father John Paul Erickson. Nick Sentovich is producing the show for us, and Sarah Tafoya is taking your calls. Thank you to all of them for helping to make The Inner Life a good show, the show that it is today as we're speaking again about patience. And just one quick note, um, remember you can get into the spirit with Relevant Radio with Advent Carols of Comfort and Joy as well, featuring the incredible talents of three young choirs, take the musical journey to Christmas, and even travel through a brief history of carols with our free daily videos. You can get all these beautiful, joyful carols every day of Advent. Sign up at relevantradio.com slash carols. That's relevantradio.com slash carols. All right. Well, uh, Father, I think, well, an email came in. Uh, Cindy wrote in to say, I have had so many curveballs thrown at me throughout my life that I have truly learned that I have no control. I mean, right there, that's something we've been talking about, right? To recognize this is, you know, I, I really struggle with this. Anyway, she goes on and says that I must have faith and patience. I often try humor with others to diffuse. I keep a book with me to read. I recognize when others are struggling and try to help. And most of all, I try to be kind. And she says she's received many blessings as a result. No, it's a wonderful, wonderful reflection and offering of some great suggestions, truly. I think that idea of being out of control is its a very important point to bring up. Again, when we talk about impatience, we're, we're dealing with, with, a, with a kind of physical phenomenon of, being, of, of some some good that we are longing for, whatever that may be, being literally frustrated. So the the end for which we are reaching out is somehow being frustrated, whether because of time or we can't have something or whatever, we're waiting for something. And these are critical moments, critical moments, brothers and sisters, where we have to ask the Lord, Jesus, help me to use this moment well. Help me to use this crucifixion, as small as it may be, well. Um, part of the mystery of, of, of our baptism is that everything that we endure, everything that we do, and I mean everything other than sin, can be used as a prayer and to unite us more closely to Jesus. That's part of the power of baptism. And so these moments of, of frustration, these moments of irritation, these moments of impatience, or we're tempted to be impatient, 
they're exactly moments where the Lord wants to stretch us and so that he himself can enter in and we can rely more upon him than upon our own our own impulses being satisfied. So wonderful yeah. email and uh, grateful that she wrote. Yeah. Yep. So thank you, Cindy, for that. I appreciate it. And uh, let's uh, I think we have a phone call that actually ties in with this as well. Maria is calling in from New Mexico. Maria, welcome to the inner life. Good morning. Thanks for calling in. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Um, my husband and I are retired, and I was very impatient with him a lot. <laughs> Many times mm. I put a confession, and I would confessed that I'd been impatient. But then one day I realized it's not all about me, and I mm. hurt his feelings when I treat him this way. And mm. so instead of saying I've been impatient, I started confessing. I hurt my husband's feelings, and that was a lot harder. And oh, Maria, that's beautiful. It, yeah, it uh, really motivated me, and I'm doing a lot better, but I still am, you know, I still struggle with it, but not as much because. Yeah, I'll, I'll, um, Maria, that is uh, yeah, it's a remarkably insightful. I mean, that's wonderful. I don't, I don't mean to cut you off. I just, I, I, that's a great insight. And you know, yeah, I, I think I, many. Uh, I'm sorry, Maria. What were you going to say? No, no, that's okay. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I, I would suspect that many retirees, and I, I, I can imagine this and I see it in my, in my work, many retirees, when that moment arrives, it can be a real challenge, not only because they're setting aside work that's really defined them for most of their life, uh, but also because they're spending a lot more time with their spouse. And, it's up, and, and they're having to relearn maybe some of those habits that perhaps they had in the beginning of their marriage or, you know, they, they, it, it, it simply is the case that, um, that those can be moments that really stretch us and pull us and can be very hard, but there, God uses them to remind us of our selfishness and that, um, you're, you're turning the tables on it, you know, making it less about your husband and, and all the stuff that he's doing or not doing and more about you and how you are treating him, I think is just marvelous. And I, I can't applaud you enough for that. I think a lot of people, including myself, need to reflect upon that. You know, as we go to confession, as we reflect upon those people's, the people that are in our lives, you know, it's, it's not about, it's not, it's not all about me and, and how they make me feel. It's also how I treat them. And, and uh, I just, I, it's a, it's a great call. So thank you. One of the things I like about it too, Maria, is is the uh, understanding. We were talking on the show a few few episodes ago. We were talking about how the devil doesn't always, you know, try to beset us with these huge, overwhelming sins, but rather he just kind of chips away at the foundation. And I think that's one of the ways that impatience can really work. I mean, it can it can work at chipping away a foundation, like in your case, Maria, and certainly those of us who are married. Um, I think our spouse oftentimes bears the brunt of our impatience, mm-hmm. but. Just a little bit of an expression of impatience can just chip away a little tiny little piece off of the foundation of the relationship, and uh, that's something we need to be very aware of. So it seems like Maria has a has a good thing in mind there, Father. Oh, it's great, and it, yeah. it it gets it gets to the point of we always have to examine our motivations, even in our impulses, you know, even yeah. even in our emotional responses. Why is this happening? And I think oftentimes we get impatient with other people because. We, it, because it affects us in the sense that our desires are being flustered, our our schedule is being changed, our our self importance is being challenged. You know, yeah. we're being dislodged from the center of the world. 
That's why we're getting upset. Not because it's something truly worthwhile getting upset about. It's just that we're inconvenienced. Yeah. And we have to constantly be fighting against that. Final point, I promise, Patrick, about this. You know, I think in, in many ways, married couples have an advantage in this over priests and mm-hmm. over, over, over us who have been called, you know, to live, you know, our, our particular call as a spouse of the church. We, you know, we don't have that daily we, we, when we go home to our rectories, you know, we, we don't have that regular contact with people that, that, can, that can chip away at our selfishness. And so I just ask all of the listeners, you know, pray for your, pray for your priests. Yes, we got busy lives, but you who are married and have a daily grind of loving, the daily grind of loving, in some sense, you got to leg up on us because you got to deal with it every day. Pray that we as priests can embrace that and truly love as you love every day, good times and bad. Oh, will do, Father. Definitely will do. Let's see if we can squeeze in another phone call here. I think we got time for this. Linda is calling in from Minnetonka, Minnesota. Linda, welcome to The Inner Life. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Um, yeah, I just wanted to make a comment. Um, I think nutrition affects our mood also. Um, we might have allergies to something we ate Um um, you can think of what did I eat recently? Why why am I you know anxious or impatient? Um, and uh, particularly now you know with the GMOs and the pesticides and you know the um, some people are allergic to wheat and sugar and uh, then there's processed foods and dyes in the foods and that I think all that stuff can t- can accept uh, can make our mood um, be impatient. Yeah, no, Linda, I I couldn't agree with you more. And I again, the the struggle with the passions are so it's such a it's such a physical thing, not just a not just a spiritual thing. And no, nutrition matters absolutely. And you know, getting back to the season of Advent, unfortunately, many of us, myself included, we're going to be going to a lot of Advent slash Christmas parties in these weeks. And you know, we're probably not going to be feasting on a bunch of lettuce leaves or you know carrots. <laughs> it's probably going to be a, a a much more delectable delight than that. But that has consequences, not just yeah. in terms of our waistline, uh, but in terms of our moods. A thousand percent, Linda. A very worthwhile point. Yeah, very good, Linda. And yep, we did. We mentioned that, Father. You mentioned that early on about it being a physical and physiological. Mm. Uh, phenomenon as well that we need to tend to the natural things as well in order to grow in patience. So, Linda, I appreciate the reminder there too. And Father, uh, I'll share this little anecdote with you. This was not during Advent. This was during Lent. There was one Lent that I actually gave up coffee. And uh, oh, oh my gosh, Patrick! It, it was the it was the longest Lent we ever had. I don't. I'm sure yeah, you remember. Probably for yeah. you and for your lovely wife. Well, that's just it. It's that actually um, at the at the close of that Lent. Uh, that uh, um, our our mutual friend and spiritual director here on the inner life, Father Joseph Johnson, uh, he was giving oh, yeah. a homily, and uh, he said he said um, if coffee is making you more irritable, then drink two pots a day because the thing about Lent is not about just giving something up for the sake of giving something up, but that we can grow in charity towards God and one another. Which, Amen. I mean, that seems Amen. to be at the root. Yeah, that seems to be at the root of all we're talking about here with patience is that um, it is it is something is a way in which we learn to love. You said patience and love. Yeah, that's right. Time. And how often we become impatient because we don't love well. Yeah. Uh, again, you know, it's a natural phenomenon. So you're going to struggle with it one way or the other. But it's it's made infinitely worse when we are so consumed with self-love. And to the degree that we are consumed with self-love, the more easily impatient we will get small things and in big things. 
Uh, whenever our will is interrupted, we will lash out. And that's just a sign that, that we have to continue to fight against the darkness within and allow the light of Christ to shine more brightly uh, in our lives. Mm-hmm. Well, amen to that. That is definitely the case. And well, and one of the one of the little repeated prayers that I've adopted, especially when things look bleak or my patience is being very much tried, is I try to step in with this prayer, which is simply to say, the Lord will provide. Just a reminder that, you know, it's this is not the end of the world. I don't have to be impatient about this. Kind of what you were saying before, Father, about kind of asking yourself, well, why am I this way? Why am I feeling this way? Is it yeah. rational, right? Yep, that's right. It's a beautiful prayer. You know, a prayer that's been helpful to me, too, really, is one is, Jesus, meek and humble of heart, make my heart like unto thine. Yeah. In these moments where I, I feel pressed, and uh, that prayer reminds me of the gentleness of Christ, of how he, he was completely submissive to the will of God, and uh, we want our hearts to be like his. The other is a prayer that I use in all sorts of circumstances, and it, it, it came to me from the, the missionaries of charity, uh, and that is, uh, Mary, be a mother to me now. Mary, be a mother to me now. And, you know, my own mom, who, who, I, who I love and I miss very much, she was such a great example to me of patience. And, you know, when, when I would be getting worked up about something as a kid, she was always so good about reminding me, you know, John, this is not worth getting upset about. So Mary, be your mother to me now is another great prayer. I love it. I love it. Father, it's been a great conversation with you today. Lots of things to chew on and meditate upon. But maybe you, would you please be so kind as to leave us with your blessing, please? I'd be delighted. Good and gracious God, we ask you to fill us with your blessing. Help us to be patient as you are patient and to wait for the coming of the Messiah. And may Almighty God bless all the listeners. God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father John Paul Erickson from the Church of Transfiguration in Oakdale, Minnesota, has been our spiritual director today. I'm guessing you know somebody who might just need to hear this, or maybe you need to listen to it again. I think I probably do. You can always go to relevantradio.com slash innerlife and find all of our past shows there. Coming up next, the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass with our Mass with our celebrant, Father Mark Melezeva. Tomorrow, Mary, Woman of the Eucharist with special spiritual director, Sister Alicia Torres. Join us for that. Until then, grace and peace.